0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting week. Sorry I didn't put an episode out last week as I was in California celebrating my best friend's birthday and wanted to put all my time into that. So, big birthday shout out to our friend Crystal. In the spirit of St. Patrick's Day weekend, let's talk about something called lucky girl syndrome this week. And now this is definitely more of a Gen Z trend that I feel a little too old for, but it's apparently going around TikTok. And now I don't have a TikTok for security reasons. I haven't actually seen too many of these videos that are apparently trending on TikTok, but I have seen one or two lucky girl syndromes posted on Instagram Reels. And so this seems to be Gen Z's term for living your life based on positive affirmations and believing in the power of manifestation of positive thoughts for yourself. The Washington Post states that, quote, lucky girl syndrome at its essence is based on what's called the law of attraction, a philosophy that claims the energy from your thoughts attracts and determines whatever we experience in life. The concept dates back to at least the 1800s, states cognitive scientist Christopher Chabris. They also point out in this article that every generation has its own form of optimism and positive self-belief. Boomers had a book called The Power of Positive Thinking written by Methodist minister Norman Vincent Peale, Gen X had The Secret, a book about manifestation that Oprah has credited to her success. In an interview with Larry King, Oprah states that, quote, it is very true that the way you think creates reality for yourself. There are other factors going on, so it's not everything, but you really can change your own reality based on the way you think. Millennials champion vision boards into existence to manifest their dreams. And here we are today with the same exact concept of the law of attraction, but now it's packaged into a Gen Z TikTok video about lucky girl syndrome. Apparently, people on TikTok are crediting this with the reason that they've won bets, bought their first homes, and gotten raises. Astrologists everywhere are tying the concept to birth charts. It all started a few months ago in December when 22-year-old Laura Galeeb posted a TikTok about her magical, charmed lifestyle while applying her makeup and decided to name it the lucky girl syndrome. In the video that went viral, she states that, quote, there's literally no better way to explain it then it feels like the odds are completely in my favor. I'm constantly saying great things are always happening to me unexpectedly. She later said, just try to be as delusional as possible and believe that the things you want can come to you and then come back and tell me if that didn't change your life, end quote. Now, back in my glory days, when I was an undergrad in Seattle, I was a learning assistant for a freshman biology seminar class that was basically a course about all the career options in biology and how to succeed in the STEM majors and things like that. I remember teaching a class about growth mindsets based on on Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck's theory of neuroplasticity. I've been exposed to this concept and her videos time and time again in college, but if Carol Dweck isn't as much of a household name for you as it is for me, her theory basically states that we all have either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset about our lives, our experiences, and our abilities. When I taught the class about this topic, it really pushed me to think about my approach to my own life as a whole, and even just my approach to that day in my life. I had never taught a college class before. I was a college student. There were probably about a dozen of us learning assistants for this class of probably about 200 students. We were all split up into separate smaller rooms for the class and I was suddenly alone and responsible for the learning of about 35 of my peers. I wasn't sure if they would ask questions. I wasn't sure if I could answer them. I wasn't sure in my abilities as a teacher because this was something I had never done before. But creating and thinking about my lesson plan made the very topic I was teaching about come into existence for me. I could have a fixed mindset toward the tasks that would tell me, you've never done this before. You're not good at this yet. Don't even try something new. Or I could choose to have a growth mindset that says, you've never done this before. You're ready to learn and are open to learning together with the class. Whether you succeed in your plan and outline, or if technology fails or you make a mistake, it's okay. I don't identify with my Success or my failure, I identify myself with being open and adaptable to experiences of growth. And I think every generation has a new spin on this age old tale of the power of positive thinking and manifestation. I'm currently in a very heavy manifestation phase of my life right now. I'm trying a lot of new things at once, and in sort of a delusional sense, I tell myself that I'm good at it all, and this enables me to become better at them each time I practice. I'm learning how to code, I'm learning how to play chess. I've taken up trapeze lessons every Wednesday night. That's been really fun. I busted out my guitar that I never really learned how to play back in the day this weekend. I'm learning advanced treatment techniques for hand therapy in my career in a fellowship. I'm teaching myself how to podcast, as you're listening to, and how to market myself, and I'm learning how to use social media with trial and error, and I'm also trying to learn how to get into copywriting and being a travel agent on the side. I think this year for me is about trying as many different things as I can and thinking only positively about the outcome. The best part? about positive thinking is that you can literally do anything you want, and if you come to it with good intentions and a desire to learn and grow, you'll always succeed in at least some manner. Even if you decide that you're going to be a painter, and your first drawing or print or medium doesn't come out as you had envisioned it in your head. You still had the nerve to start and to try something new and create a product out of something you had envisioned in your head. That's the essence of creativity. And the essence of neuroplasticity is telling your brain, I can do this. Initially, your brain is kind of confused because it hasn't created the pathways and the habits and the knowledge of the skills required to be good at that thing yet, whatever it may be for you. But over time, you will rewire your brain into ways of thinking and doing that you haven't had before. I just wish more people didn't play the victim to their circumstances in life and took some ownership of who they are, where they've been, and where they're headed. If you don't like who you are or where you're at in life, what are you doing to change it? If the answer is nothing, then that's on you. We're all adults here, and you are the only one that can help yourself, so let's all start acting like it. Thank you. So go out and catch Lucky Girl Syndrome this week. It's a diagnosis I think we all need to have, and keep in mind you don't have to be a girl to catch it despite its name. Boys can be lucky just as much as girls can be. Be an active participant in the creation of your life, not a passive player on the sidelines just watching the days and the years go by. Now, we all know I'm a raging Miley Cyrus fan on this podcast. That is no secret. In case you live under a rock and I need to inform you of this, Miley recently dropped a new album, and yes, it's the only thing that's played on Spotify on my phone since March 10th. My favorite song on the new album is titled Rose-Colored Lenses, and I think that it's my favorite because it really is about manifestation and the power of positive thinking, and I believe wearing rose-colored lenses does not mean that we are aloof to or in denial of negative things. Rather it's making a conscious personal choice to not place our focus on the negative and instead see what good we can take out of every seemingly negative circumstance or event in life, with each of us being lost in our own little wonderland that only we can envision for ourselves. Now I joined Miley's Discord server while I was trying to get to her for New Year's for the second year in a row a few months ago, as you all know, and leading up to the album release, the people in the group on Discord would host these live album listening parties about once a week, and so I went to the ones for me Miley Cyrus, Can't Be Tamed, and Bangers, and they were honestly a lot of fun. It's just filled with a bunch of people from around the world posting videos and memes and funny or relatable things while we all listen live together and react with Miley emojis to each other's messages and dance around in our living rooms. They pretty much just stream her albums song by song as we just all go along, so if you're looking for a good time and a fangirl moment, I'd highly recommend joining the Discord server. It kind of feels like Miley World from back in the day. Did anyone else have the Miley World credit card with your name on it back in like 2008? If you know what I'm talking about, please hit the link tree and message me and let's be friends. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. We can still be friends, but I don't know if you could handle the discord server. So when I was watching the endless summer vacation backyard sessions that Miley just released on Disney plus, I learned that her grandma was the one who managed her fan club from 2008 to like 2018 and oversaw my name getting on the credit card. And I really wish I still had it because that would be really legendary. I'll post an example of what the credit card looked like in the sources in the description for you guys for this podcast episode if this is a foreign concept to you so thank you grandma we love you this is a big shout out to grandmas everywhere you guys rock (laughs) in celebration of miley's and all of our collective growth as humans over the years i want us all to hop in the time machine back to 2007 Where were you 16 years ago? I know I was likely somewhere listening to the Meet Miley Cyrus album on my second generation blue iPod Nano on the way to volleyball practice. I'll post a site where you can buy a refurbished iPod Nano right now on eBay so we can all experience this nostalgia appropriately together. The first song on Miley's first ever album was See You Again. That song still holds its own in 2023 as one of the greatest bangers of our time. As I listen to the song today, I can't help but wonder, where is Miley's best friend Leslie now? Leslie Patterson is Miley's infamous childhood best friend who became a household name when Miley penned the lyrics, my best friend Leslie said, oh, she's just being Miley, in to see you again. Ten years later, in 2017, the world was overjoyed to see none other than Leslie attend Miley's album release party for her album Younger Now in Nashville, Tennessee. The two recreated old photos, shared new ones, and Miley shared in a tweet, So glad my bestie since I was a little BB made it to my release party. Two years later, in 2019, Miley tweeted a video of Leslie mouthing lyrics to her song Mother's Daughter in the car with the caption, My best friend Leslie said, Don't f*** with her freedom. Not much has been shared publicly publicly about our dynamic duo since 2019, but I think that we just might see Leslie resurface back into Miley's circle in the summer of 2023. So, Leslie currently lives in Nashville and works in medical aesthetics, providing services like cosmetic injections, microneedling, hydrafacials, and laser treatments, while also co-owning a hat company called Circle Six Hat Co. She is a new mom to a three-month-old little girl named Lila River, who I would imagine is currently somewhere in Nashville listening to Miley's new song, river in homage to her namesake i did see that miley herself liked a photo of leslie getting engaged last summer in june of 2022 but i didn't see any wedding photos could we have a best friend reunion beside the altar in summer 2023 only time will tell xoxo gossip girl Okay, and here he is. It's my dad, the life coach.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another fun, fact-filled episode of My Dad, the Life Coach. My name's Jason. I'm the dad, and I'm the life coach. Let's start off with a couple of fun facts about this day, March 19th. First fun fact, in 2003, American airstrikes signal the invasion of Iraq, aka Operation Iraqi Freedom. okay. Also on this day, the legislation voted to legalize gambling in Nevada in 1931 as an attempt to lift the state out of the Great Depression.
0: Wow.
1: So gambling away their dollars.
0: That was going to make us less depressed.
1: Less depressed,
0: exactly.
1: We do have a couple of notable births on this day, March 19th. 1848 was the birth of Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp was a legendary lawman of the late 1800s noted for participating in the legendary 1881 gunfight at the O.K. Corral in Tombstone, Arizona.
0: Oh, the legendary! Is that similar to the Golden Corral?
1: <laughs> Much different, but um, you know, the the meat that you get at the Golden Corral was probably similar when it was cooked on the open flame in Tombstone, Arizona. You know, different, yet the same.
0: Different, one and the same.
1: Also on this day, the legendary action hero, Bruce Willis, was born. Today is Bruce Willis's birthday. Happy 68th, Bruce Willis.
0: Okay, happy 68th.
1: Do you want to hear about a couple notable deaths on this day?
0: Oh, I always love your notable death segment.
1: Okay, so on this day, we're going to talk about some very in influential musicians who died on this day. The first one, guitar god Randy Rhodes died at age 25 in a plane crash in Florida. Randy Rhodes, Mr. Rhodes, was most notable for his contributions to Quiet Riot, where he can be heard on the song, Come On, Feel the Noise, and also with Ozzy Osbourne, Playing Crazy Train. R.I.P. Randy Rhodes.
0: R.I.P. Randy Rhodes.
1: Also on this day, in 1990, at age 24, Seattle musician Andrew Wood died of a heroin overdose. Andrew Wood was the frontman for the band Mother Love Bone, who was very influential in the late 80s and early 90s, and also in Mother Love Bone was Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament, who went on to form the legendary band Pearl Jam after Andrew's death. So it can be noted that Mr. Wood may have initiated the rise of Seattle's grunge sound in the early 90s.
0: Mm, did you go mosh to Mr. Wood?
1: I, I did not mosh to Mr. Wood, but I did do some moshing to the great Pearl Jam.
0: Okay. I was in the
1: front row.
0: Front row, Pearl Jam, Jason, surfing, in the
1: Surfing the crowd, crowd in the surfing. Mosh crowd surfing. Yes. Okay. Good time. I want to take a time now just to do a shout out. I want to shout out to Liquid Death. Liquid Death has surpassed our expectations yet once again was introducing iced teas. You can now get Liquid Death iced tea in the form of the Grim Reefer, the Rest in Peach, and the, uh, what does this one say? I can't read my own writing. It's the arm. man
0: and a third mystery flavor
1: (laughs) a very third mystery flavor i do know it's some kind of palmer
0: okay okay the palmer yes
1: (laughs) Let's go out and get your Liquid Death iced tea.
0: Okay. Yep. Liquid Death. We're still looking for sponsorships.
1: Yes, we are. It wouldn't be an episode of My Dad, the Life Coach without a little bit of life coaching. So we did just have a couple of days ago, we celebrated St. Patrick's Day on March 17th. Kennedy, do you know what St. Patrick was most notable for?
0: Drinking Guinness.
1: Drinking Guinness. Okay. Well, um, there's a lot of myths about St. Patrick's Day. Some myths are that he drove the snakes out of ireland when in fact there haven't been snakes in ireland since the great ice age um there's also myths that corned beef is the original saint patrick's day dish that's wrong the original dish was bacon okay Uh, there's also myths about leprechauns that if you wore green, it would uh, make you invisible to the leprechauns. Of course, these things are all myths. In America, and probably most of the world, we've made St. Patrick's Day into feasts and festivals to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But I would say most of us don't really know what St. Patrick was notable for. So Kennedy, your first answer was Guinness. That's wrong. (laughs) St. Patrick was notable for bringing Christianity to Ireland. And some interesting facts, St. Patrick wasn't actually Irish. He was born in Britain, and he was captured by Irish raiders, where he spent six years in Ireland in captivity. After six years, he escaped and returned to Britain, to his hometown. And shortly thereafter, he returned to Ireland to spread his christian faith to the irish countryside
0: okay that's interesting it's
1: very interesting so it wouldn't be an episode of the life coach if i didn't give you some lessons related to saint patrick so there's five lessons that saint patrick that i'd like to share with you that saint patrick was notable for so are we ready for lesson number one Ready. Lesson number one, spend time in nature. Patrick loved outdoors and spent as much time as possible in nature. Lesson two, pay attention to messages and dreams. Patrick had a vision and a dream to leave his family at home in Britain after his captivity and his return, and he returned to Ireland to help the Irish people embrace their face.
0: Okay, yes, dreams are very informative.
1: Yes, always listen to your dreams. Lesson number three, look for possibilities and problems. Patrick overcame many challenges by hoping and remained vigilant during problematic times. Patrick never lost hope when he was in captive for over six years and then was able to escape.
0: Don't lose hope.
1: Never lose hope never give up. Lesson number four, take risks with courage. Patrick was known for courage when he took risks, when he believed he could help the Irish people.
0: Take risks.
1: Take risks with courage.
0: With courage. Important.
1: And lesson number five, keep learning and growing. Patrick never stopped seeking to learn something new. During over 30 years of work in Ireland, his reputation grew and he eventually came their renowned leader. Five great lessons when we think about life. Think about St. Patrick and all that he did for the Irish people.
0: That's right. Keep learning and keep growing like St. Patrick told us to back in the day. That's
1: right. Next time you raise a green beer or eat that wonderful corned beef and cabbage, think of St. Patrick and think about the great lessons we can learn from him. Yes. Okay. So that brings us to the end of this episode of My Dad the Life Coach. Now here's my challenge for you listeners. Next week, we will cover every single question that we receive. Send your questions in and we'll cover them all on the next episode of My Dad the Life Coach.
0: Yep. If you have a situation, a predicament, a question about life, Send it in to us and we'll do our research and we'll get back to you with the facts.
1: It's all fair game. Any question? Okay, everyone. We'll talk to you next time on My Dad the Life Coach.
0: So that, I think, wraps it up for this week. And with that, we'll see you next Monday.